0: You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glenis Langley. Enjoy. Hello friends, it's from the rising of the sun and unto the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is to be praised. Well, we want to greet you one more time in the name of Jesus Christ, our King. We are so excited that you have joined us again in this great program. Remember, our program is designed to empower you and to restore hope and transform lives through the teaching and preaching of the infallible word of the Lord. So my friends, we would love for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air right now and that they too must join with us and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. So today we want to share with you the subject the danger of drifting away from the Lord. Let me say that one more time. The danger of drifting away from the Lord. We want to read a scripture for you, and this will be our text for this study as we continue proclaiming what doth say of the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 2. And you know Hebrews is found in the New Testament. So if you are following along with us, I'm giving you a second or two to get to the book of Hebrews, the second chapter. Let me read maybe the first three verses in that text for you. Listen to this carefully if you are following along with us. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience receive a just recompense of reward how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them so we say we are going to be talking about the danger of drifting away from the lord
1: so let us look at the word drifting and it means a slow process of change that occurs over time we are not usually aware of it until the change become great enough to notice. Drifting is a slow movement from one place or another, and drifting can happen gradually. We may never choose to drift away from God, but we can allow ourselves to engage in activities that will slowly but surely separate us from the will of the Father. What may start out as fun can surely end in disaster.
0: So my wife was just uh, talking about how the drift can separate us from the will of of the Father. What a dangerous place to be in when we are outside of the wheel of of God. We've got to learn what it is to stay focused and to stay in the center of the will of God. So now that drift she was talking about is hardly ever intentional. Listen, life happens. We get distracted. So busyness crowds out the priority of our relationship with God and we begin to drift. Our hearts grow colder and we wander further from him. We feel spiritually empty. So when we talk about drifting from God, what do we really mean? What are we really talking about?
1: We mean we have been carried away from what we once believed about God. And sin clouds our beliefs about God's power, His holiness, His grace, and His love. We begin doubting His goodness we begin to question his characters and his lordship over our lives. Then it becomes easier for us to drift. The writer of Hebrews says it very plainly. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away.
0: So let's go back to the text we read earlier in the study. So it says that therefore we ought to give the more diligent heed to the things which we have heard and that is my friend a true fact because a lot of times that we are hearing we let it go in and we let it go out now this is the first way by which we are to show our esteem of Christ and of the gospel it is the great concern of everyone under the gospel to give the most earnest heed to all gospel discoveries and directions to prize them highly in his judgment as matters of great importance, to hearken to them diligently in all the opportunities he has for that purpose, to read them frequently and to meditate on them closely and to mix faith with them, my friends. That is our duty as Christians. And I gave you a lot of stuff there because it's very important. I said that the gospel, the word of the Lord, when we discovered that revelation from God and that direction that God is showing, us, it behoves all of us to hearken to them diligently in all the opportunities that God has given to us for that particular purpose. We must read them frequently. We must meditate on them closely. We have to mix what we are hearing with faith because it can work for us. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord, my friends.
1: So we must embrace them in our hearts and affections. We got to retain them in our memories and finally regulate our words and actions according to them. By way of arguments, he adds strong motive to enforce the exaltation. We can sustain great loss if we do not take this earnest heed to the things which we have heard. We shall let them slip. They will leak and run out of our heads, our lips, and our lives, and we shall be great losers by our neglect so we got to put this thing into practice and pay careful attention to the things which we have heard
0: so my friends when we have received gospel truths into our minds we are in danger of letting them sleep Our minds and memories are like a leaky vessel. They do not without much care retain what is poured into them, my friends. That's why it says we've got to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. It is very easy because if we are not paying attention to what God is doing in our hearts and in our lives, you... Hear that powerful message. You hear that powerful teaching, and, and Monday morning you can boast about it. You can you can brag about it. You are excited. But what happened on Tuesday morning? If you are not careful, that word can leak away from you. So therefore, now when we receive gospel truths in our in our minds. We've got to cherish that gospel truth and hold fast to that which is good. So we have to be very careful because, you see, the devil, the Bible says, is like a roaring lion. He's walking about. Seeking whom he may devour. So, that word that you heard on Sunday morning, if you, we have to give earnest heed to it because the devil is going to come and put stuff in our minds, stuff in our hearts, steal that word away from us, and we are entangled with the snares of this world and the thorns that choke that good seed in us and will take it away from us. And now we are in danger because we become losers and not winners.
1: And so those who let the gospel slip by, they are in great loss. Because, you see, once it slips out of your mind, you have lost a great treasure, which is far better than thousands of gold and silver. The seed is lost, their time and pain in hearing is lost, and their hope for good harvest is lost. All is lost if the gospel be Lord. And we know that the gospel is good news. It's the good news of salvation. We are trying to tell men and women that Jesus Christ saved. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is coming back again. And so if we are going to heaven, we need to have other people to come along with us because we say that heaven is a street of gold. We have mansions waiting for us. So we need to have people to Come on board to go along with us So that's why we need to share the gospel We plant the seed Someone has come on water And God will give the increase
0: So my friends This consideration should be a strong motive Both to our attention to the gospel And our retention of the gospel We cannot just be hearers of the word only But we've got to be doers of the word of the Lord my friends. So it's good to hear the word That's how faith comes but when you hear that word then it is time for us to go ahead and start doing that word putting that faith in action putting that word that we have heard in action putting that revelation that God has given to us in action and my friends that's how we are going to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: So first three in Hebrews chapter two says So what make us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak and God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. So the question is, are you drifting? Would you know if you were? The hope of this lesson is to stimulate careful self-examination regarding the danger of drifting away from the Lord. And so we would like to look at two Old Testament saints and two New Testament saints who drifted away from the Lord.
0: All right, so let me share with you a couple of verses from Genesis chapter 3. We'll read from verses 8, maybe down to verse 2. And it's important because we could spend the entire broadcast just sharing with you Examples of those who drifted away from from the Lord. But we'll just take a couple of them and show you. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. You see, my friends, God would come every day and have fellowship with Adam and Eve now they have done wrong and they they started drifting away from the Lord. It's plain right here in the scripture. It says that Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. You cannot hide from God. It doesn't matter where you go, my friends, because if you go in the bottom of the ocean, guess what? God is there, so you cannot hide from him. And verse 9 says, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee, thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, Hey, it's not me, man. Don't blame me. It's the woman whom thou gavest to be with me. She gave me of the tree, and I did eat. So, my friends, we see that Adam, Adam drifted away from God. I mean, you know, God was happy. I told you a minute ago, coming every day to have. Sweet fellowship with him, and I would love that. I would love that moment to be with God and to learn from him and to share that his very presence and his very blessings. Now Adam have sinned, they have sinned, and now they're trying to hide from the Lord.
1: So let's look at Jonah. In chapter one of Jonah 1 to 3, it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amateur, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So, as we see from the reading, that Jonah kept going down. He went down to get a ticket. He went down in the ship and he went down to sleep and he kept going down and down and then he was thrown overboard and he went down into the belly of the whale. So when we run from the Lord, we keep drifting farther and further away and we keep going down and down until we recognize that we need to get back to the
0: Lord. And that was a terrible place for Jonah to be in. But this is a great lesson for all of us that trying to drift away from God is not a very good place for any of us to find ourselves in. So Jonah went down and keep going down and keep going down. And he found himself right in the belly of the fish. And guess what? God found him there. I told you earlier that we cannot hide from God. It doesn't matter where you go. God is going to be ahead of you. So let's keep that in mind. So we talked about Adam and we talked about Jonah. I mean, we can give you a hundred thousands of them. But there's another one in in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10. Paul was talking about how Demas had forsaken him. He said, for demons have forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. My friends We can be in God's business. We can be in the choir, maybe preaching the gospel. We can be teaching the Sunday school class and if we are not careful, the cares of this life, the things of this world can deter us from following our God. The things of this life can change our minds. That's why we've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of God's might. That's why we must equip ourselves with the whole armor of God, that we might be able to stand against the tricks and the wiles of demons. That's why we have to be ready at all times to hold on to God because that's where our hope is built upon. That's why the songwriter says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness.
1: So let's look at Peter. We can find the story of Peter in Matthew chapter 26, reading from verse 31. And it reads thus. on the way Jesus told them tonight, all of you will desert me for the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to galilee and meet you there peter declared even if everyone else deserts you i will never desert you jesus replied i tell you the truth peter this very night before the rooster crows you will deny three times that you ever know me no peter insisted even if i have to die with you i will never deny you and all the disciples vow the same so here we see that Peter drifted away from the Lord because the Lord told him what was about to happen and he said no I will never deny you I will never leave you but Peter he denied the Lord when the, the young lady told him you sound like one of them who followed Christ he said no oh uh-uh, no but Peter remembered what Jesus said but and he repented even though you have drifted away the main thing is to repent Remain to turn away from your sin, turn away from what you're doing and come back to the full. And he's always willing and he's always ready to forgive you of whatever you have done.
0: That's a powerful statement my wife just made, that, that it doesn't matter what you have done, because the Bible says that God will forgive all manner of sin, except blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. But everything else, God will forgive. We have to be very careful how we live our Christian life. This is not a thing to for us to really play with. This is serious business. We are dealing with God and it is very serious and so we have to keep following the Lord. The story is told of two young men who were fishing up above a low dam or a river near their hometown. As they were concentrating on catching fish, they were unaware that they had drifted until they were not far from the water flowing over the dam. When they realized their situation, the current near the dam had become too powerful for them to keep to keep their boats from going over. Below the dam, the water was dashing with strong force over great boulders and through crevices in the rocks. Caught by the swelling waters under the rocks, they never came to the surface. After days of relentless searching, the divers finally found one body, and then two or three days later, the other. My friends, listen carefully. Drifting always occurs in the heart of first then it mobilizes to our attitudes to our words and to our actions that's why we've got to watch what we say we've got to watch what we do there's a song that we used to say oh be careful little eyes what you see for the father up above is looking down in love so be careful little eyes what you see
1: so the question is if you were drifting would you know what to do
0: My friends, you know, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you a chance to make Jesus your choice. He said, I stand, he's standing at your heart's door today and he's knocking. If any man will hear his voice and open the door, Jesus said, he will come in and will sup with him and he with me. So today we want to invite you to trust Jesus, ask him to come into your heart and into your life and save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says he will be saved. Father and our God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your words. Use your words for your honor and your glory. Speak to hearts, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: And if this program has impacted your life in one way or another, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. That address again is newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then,
0: let your heart go on singing. Until then, with joy, my friends, you must carry on.
1: Bye now. God
0: bless you and God keep you.